Archers, attack! Keep firing! Let none escape! Another down! Do not relent! Coming to you live from the laggy streets of Valdraken, I'm Slide Whistle. Tis I, Immunization, the Vampire in Dragonland. And I'm Aaron, Fire Mage Extraordinaire and Horde Punching Bag, and I'm not on the laggy streets because I gotta keep redoing my advanced races. Gotta get better than bronze. People will make fun of me. Oh shit, wait, so, okay, this is interesting. So you're doing the races. They gave me new races, and I'm like, no, sorry, I already did that. I'm doing other things now. Well, yeah, I just did all the advanced courses, and then... The guy doesn't care about like how good you do, which is bronze, because I don't have a fully upgraded dragon. So it's like, yeah, you're barely finishing. And then he didn't. Well, actually, no, I was about to say he didn't give me anything, but he did give me exclusive shoulder T-Mog. Okay, so question, Aaron. Is advanced what they start giving you after you do the full lap of all the quests and all the zones? Yes, you do advance where you have to do them again. But now... You have to do them a lot quicker, and they throw shit in your way. Like, it's like, oh, no, there's arcane orbs. Or, like, oh, no, this dragon's practicing breathing fire. Make sure you don't hit it. And It's like you're riding the iron dragon at Cedar Point. Yeah. You got water coming at you. <laughs> you know the sheer amount of times I did these advanced races just to check what the line at the dragster was? Uh, nothing, by the way, because it's broken <laughs> yeah, it's down. Gone. It's discontinued. But yeah, I got it. Weirdly, it gives you exclusive shoulder T Mog. So it's worth it. Is it like cool race car bed shoulders? Oh, like God. I wish so I did. Was like, well, it's got to be at least flaming to reference the fact that, like, my bed's cool. It's got flames. But it's just spiky. And mine was like red and yellow. And I'm like, that's neat. That's good for a fire mage. So that's that's interesting. That's the first thing that we're, we're talking about here dragon riding. It's, I still stand by it being a really cool part of this expansion. But. Again, okay, obviously, I just we'll start at the beginning here. This whole episode is going to be spoilers for the storyline, I assume, oh, or yes, anything yes. about Dragon Flight. So maybe, do maybe, with that as you will, listeners. Maybe by next week we'll be in the clear and everyone will be a, at a general consensus. But yeah, we're probably going to spoil each other and you, maybe. So, Aaron already kind of started about this. Uh, let's bring back, like, an old-school DNR segment here and just say, what have we been doing in WoW? Because I feel like it's most relevant now than ever. Ooh, I, I heard some spiders crawl across the screen when you used the phrase, what did you do in WoW? It's been 12 ever. So, I guess I'll, I'll go first here. Something that I've been doing is I have been... I'm still overwhelmed with professions, but I've been trying to get them going. So I've chose some like specializations for tailoring and enchanting on my priest. I don't really know what I'm doing still. And I don't know if you guys have ha had this happen too. Like whenever, whenever I look up some guides, even guides and people talking about it, like profession masters online are like, you know, we don't really know. Yeah, they're just as confused as everybody else. One of the guides was literally just like... Uh... No, you want to hit 56 first, and then once you do that, you're basically on your own, so good luck. And I'm like, oh, what am I supposed to do now? <laughs> I did see a, a method, the raiding group, which I know they're raiders, not exactly professioners, but they made a meme about, like, the most galaxy brain you can be is someone who understands professions. And I'm like, but you guys are the professionals. You guys are the ones who should know how it's going. Does anyone know? I also don't know if this is a thing that, like, they just weren't really 
paying attention to it on alpha and beta and like because i feel like normally in the past they just had these guides like out and ready like for launch you know i will say i'm really tired of people constantly shitting on crafted gear like they have been because they're so used to these things being the same professions i can't tell you the amount of people in the guild people on other in other discords uh, or who are just like uh, the crafted gear is not going to be very good when starting with the pluses. And I'm like, buddy, I can upgrade. We can upgrade them, and it's better than no gear at all to go to start with. Like, just fucking put it on. You yeah, chump. they they have a whole page of greens looking at you, and it's like, actually, I don't want that because when I do mythic pluses in a month, I might get better. Also, a lot of the reagents that we have all just been accumulating, like this is what they're for. Like, are are is there a use for any of these primal essences other than this? Okay, yes. I was gonna I was just gonna say if you are I think alchemists need primal chaos to make something. Yes, I think to make the big Assumedly. I am defo not there, but I I've seen some recipes and they've referenced them. And I can't speak for other professions, but this is mainly like I feel like it's mainly a crafting thing. Just use it. You might as well use it. Your spark of ingenuity, that is for sure just for crafting. So you should just be using it. I don't know. It's not hard. It's cool. And, like, the, the shit I can put on my crafted gear now for embellishments, I can make my feast last 100% longer. I And it goes through death. Oh, the police are here. Uh-oh, we got someone who understands professions. You broke the law. Everyone's supposed to be running around with their heads chopped off. One of them can give me 200 mastery. Um, I don't know what the other ones do, but, like, I don't know. They're cool. Come on, guys, craft something. Come on. <laughs> also, um, I don't know if this is just me or if you guys also have been this way, for, but for some reason, this expansion, and I was not like this in past expansions. Going into the past expansions, I, like, did a bunch of research beforehand. I was, like, on top of my game. I'm, like... Every day I need to do this. Every week I need to do this. And now it's just like I'm in the zones and I'm like, what the fuck is this event? I'm like, what is the fuck is a super rare? Also, I just want to say it's stupid that everyone's calling them super rares. Like, where did that come from? They're just rares, right? Yes, they're just rares. Now, they're calling them super rares because they can drop gear that can scale with your eye level. So the idea is now that you've done uh, your Mythic Zeros... You go out and you kill these super rares. And I think you can kill them once per day. I don't think you're loot locked per week. I think you're loot locked per day. If you're even loot locked at all. I th are you loot locked at all? I, to be, I haven't done super rares in my wild time. I've, I've been ignoring them. Um, I'm like, I don't have time to do Pokemon, Crystal Battles, whatever those sound like. I am over here skinning beasts and doing my stuff. Is is this in, in an attempt to have these rares matter in like a month when we out because i remember that was the big thing for like previous expansions like it was like this week you have the chance to go kill gore tusk and it's like i don't care i leveled out of gore tusk stuff after like one week in nathria but now gore tusk will drop things that will always be applicable for me that's a good point. Like, how high will these scale? Because, as Slide was saying, apparently these things scale based on your eye level. So, will they always scale based on our eye level? There's probably an upper limit, I'd have to imagine, of like 390-something. That's just me guessing. Only because I feel like they can't keep scaling forever. Otherwise, people would keep killing them each day, like they're doing now. <laughs> right. Okay. But, yeah, super rares is something I have not really been paying attention to. 
maybe I should, uh, for some gear, since I've done, like, two rounds of Mythic Zeros on both my characters now, which we can talk about the dungeons, too, in a bit, but, um... So like I did two world tours on both of my characters, so I've been, I've been I've been in these dungeons a lot. Isn't it kind of weird to think that we're gonna lose half of these dungeons at the beginning of the new season? Because I don't really want to lose any. Well, I can lose Brackenhide. 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 Is it tide or hide? It is hide. I believe. It is Brackenhide. Yes. Which do we know which floor being cut? We do, but like earlier yesterday on a on a Discord call when we were running Dungeon Slide Whistle, um, somebody was going to tell him what four we're gonna make the cut, and he's like, "No, don't tell me. I need it to be a surprise because I want it to live react on my podcast." As Mune looks it up because I'm actually really curious now. Because <laughs> there definitely are some, and it's only been out for like a week or like two weeks, and then I've only been doing dungeons for one week. But it's like there's definitely some where I'm like, "Yeah, I'm good. I can let this one go." So let me think. I think I would really like. I want to keep Onaran Plains. I never want to lose that one. Ooh. And I think I want to keep. Ooh, I want to keep Algathir Academy because it's so goofy. Mm-hmm. Also, um, I feel like we only kind of jokingly said that it was like a Hogwarts reference, just on the fact that it's an academy and it vaguely had like the colors on their banners. But it's a hundred percent just a Hogwarts reference, isn't it? Like, the whole thing, I think, is just Hogwarts through and through. Hoggy, hoggy, Hogwarts through and through. Yeah, I mean, magical school is just, like, its own generic thing. But there definitely is, like, a Quidditch pitch. A a fish fash, I believe, is the name of their fictional sport. But there's a fish fash pitch where you throw balls into big hoops. And that is 100 just a Quidditch thing. Okay, so that was so funny. So so we're, we we were in a call. Like it was me, Aaron, Immune, uh, Vegemite, our Australian Paladin tank, and I believe it was a whole, it was probably a Hoy human. It was right? a Hoy, yes. And 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 Aaron, Aaron, you did a funny voice, and we're like, we're going to the pitch. And I'm like, is he making fun of Vegemite? No, I did. I did. I, I was, was doing it, and then I had to double down because like. So I think Immune was also like, oh, we're going to the peach. And I was like, oh, no, this is just Vegemite's actual culture. Like, I can no, say yeah, so silly exactly. Billy things. And he's like, I don't get what's funny. So then that's why I was like, oh, it's called the pitch. I said it in the call. It's called the pitch. I thought you were just saying that. And I'm like, now it all makes sense. Because <laughs> legitimately, like, when we're when you go up to that boss, which is a giant bird, um, which also, I believe... <laughs> This is also, furthermore, a Hogwarts <laughs> reference a, because it's, it's, a like, it's like a raven. Thing? It's like a raven oh, claw. Oh, never mind. Like, yeah. And then, because um, like the two team colors are red and blue. So I'm like, is this just, are we like literally invading like a Gryffindor versus Ravenclaw match? Chugi. Chugi alerts out. Ooh. Sorry. When J.K. Rowling came out as a big meanie, I flushed all my information away. I'm no jerk. Oh, no. I, I will fully be chuggy about Harry Potter. That that shit. <laughs> I don't how how did that evil woman make such good wizard stories? Fuck her. I'll never understand how somebody like like that can exist. She, like she made an entire mystical universe where like there are like mystical beings and beasts and people who can like literally change their appearance, but she can't understand that like how gender is only a social construct. Anyways, <laughs> where were we? Uh, okay, so the four that are making the cut in season one of these current Dragonflight dungeons are Algathir Academy. Yes. The Ruby Life Pools. Okay. The Azure Vault and the Nakud Offensive. 
That's fine. Yes. There's only one there that I dislike. Also, thank goodness that's really going to color my opinion of Halls, knowing that, like, in three months from now, you're fucking dead. I hate you. Dude, that's going to I know. Also, wait, wait, wait. So what are the four new ones? Or wait, the four old new ones? Because I also, please don't be Court of Stars. Please don't be Court of Stars. Well, it is Court of Stars. That's no! one of them. Um, and also, I think the reason why um, Halls of Infusion isn't here is because there's also Halls of Valor from Legion. I'm I'm really glad we're avoiding the double halls because we had a double something in Shadowlands, didn't we? We had double uh, temples, was it two temples. We had two something, and I'm like, we can't do this, guys. We gotta make sure that we pick the names better for these ones. So maybe that's what they were thinking of here. Um, and then our Draenor representative here is the Shadow Moon burial grounds, which I'm cool with. Yeah, I don't I don't dislike that one. Hell yeah! Except it, that's gonna suck on like a tyrannical twenty dying to like the ghost wall coming at you. All of these are going to suck on Tyrannical 20s. And then to round us out with a mop dungeon, we get the Temple of the Jade Serpent. Damn, these are really... And I don't know if someone was like, dungeons are too long. I feel like they picked a lot of ones that are just like, go, go, go. Like, you can get them done instantly. Yeah, that, that kind of is the vibe of those ones. Well, other than Quarter Stars. That one, we're going to be in for like an hour yeah, and a but half. I, but I mean, like, you you have both Ruby Life Pools and you have Temple of the Jade Serpent. Those are both ones where it's like, blink and you'll miss it. So I guess should we talk about like these these four right now? Uh, we could. I, I mean, mean, I don't yeah, care. I'm willing to start with, with Naku defensive. Uh, I don't like it. It's funny that Myth in our guild. He's like, I I don't bother with alluring how they pronounce it. He's like, I'm calling it the naked offensive. Yeah, so that's what I've been calling it. I've been calling it the naked offensive too. I like the naked offensive. I feel like the bosses are piss easy. Um, I like that I can dragonfly and show off my ugly mount. I also like the, I think the pack density of the mobs is perfect for my feral druid. It's like just enough mobs to where I can like absolutely demolish them um, and feel good about myself. <laughs> also, the music's great. Aaron, you hate the music. You hate the, no, the drums in the big, there. The big thing is, and I know it, this will improve as I do more mythics with like the guildies or people know. This first part, we're getting a lot of people, at least I am, who don't know what to do. I had people who didn't know you're supposed to dragon ride. They're like, well, this takes forever to get here on a horse. And I'm like, you're not supposed to be on a horse. <laughs> or they don't know how the first boss works, so they'll fire the bullet. And I'm like, you fucked us. You fucked us. Okay, ooh. And then the even, first boss is hard. And then even worse, a big mechanic is all the big dudes in like three different zones have fears. And I'm like, please, there's two of them. If we need to interrupt these, I'll interrupt one. And then everyone will sit on their thumbs and wait as the other guy screams at us. And then we run clear into another dungeon because we keep getting chain feared. So, yeah, so we did Naked Offensive and Ahoy, our tank, was like, I'm going to interrupt Skull. And so, because there's two mobs that do it. And, and so then I went to interrupt the non-Skull and I got stunned by a big earth AoE. And I hear Ahoy go... Well, I used my interrupt. Someone has to get Skull. <laughs> and the way he said it was like, I'm so sick of this shit. <laughs> He's probably been through this so many times now as a tank. I'm uh, being so sick of it on like week two. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I do like that one. It, as uh, Sly alluded to, it has my favorite music right now in Dragonflight, which is the like 
there's like parts of the Onaran planes. I don't know exactly which part of it, but like in this dungeon, in its entirety, basically, they use this theme. The one that goes like, Don, Don, with like the big drums. Please don't sing it. I, I've been humming it at work all day, waiting to get on to play WoW. I'm like, dum, dum. like oh, it just hits so good. Like, honestly, if Centaur become a playable race, I might fuck with that, you know? And the age-old question, would you fuck a Centaur or a Minotaur? You know? You know, it's just, it might be a Centaur. Who knows? And, okay, I know I, I'm just going to completely derail us here. I mean, like, it is in the theme of that, like, now we were talking about the Onarin planes. Well, well I, I will say, we currently are in what we did in WoW. I was about <laughs> so to say, we are in a folder, in a folder, in a folder at the moment. Honestly, like, I, okay, so we, we have been so excited to record, like, all day, like, all week, I've been like, I can't wait to record, like, it's just, like, I, I have so many thoughts that are just pouring out of my brain right now. And I have, I've not been this excited to, I mean, okay, I'm always excited to record with you guys, it's, it's, uh, it is, it is fun every week, but, like, now that we, like, have a shit ton of new content, I'm just, like, even more so excited because I'm so excited to talk about, like, this new content is what I meant. Immune said it's 208 wow. episodes, I mailed it in more than you might expect. Also, tell you what, I'm gonna throw a lifeline here, what I didn't wow, the majority of it is running dungeons with pugs and friends in our guild. Therefore, relevant to the discussion. There you go. We're we're in a different subfolder, but it's still on task. One of the dungeons that I ran was Ruby Life Pools, and I like that one because it's nice and quick. So that's the one that is just basically one for one in the Alexstrasza area where they have like all of the eggs that are being hatched in like their hatchery or whatever it is. Yep. Right? You go up. You go into the central chamber where you shot little plants with your whelp friend. Go around the big cool ring and then to like the area where you start the dragon riding races. It is all of like a quarter mile of content. Is Ruby Life Pools the one that has the tree boss at the beginning that everybody hates? For no, some reason? no. It has a frost woman. It, not the frost woman from the Azure Vaults, but a different frost say, night elf. Yeah. <laughs> and then you there's a fire tauren. And then there's a night elf that rides a dragon. Fire Torin. Okay, wow, you know, that's a very Kalimdor dungeon, if you think about it. Torin, night elf, what's the first one? Uh, what she, race is she? She's either a night elf or she might be a Draenei, which is still Kalimdor. Still Kalimdor, wow, the prime list. Oh my god, the pri I have so many thoughts in my head. But, okay, so, and then, then, like, those are the three main bosses, but something that I've noticed on my runs in the Ruby Life Pool so far is that... After you defeat the first boss and then you ride up onto the upper level, you have to like basically make a full circle and clear yourself, clear around the circle before you fight uh, the big torrent fire dude. During that point, I don't, I believe it's completely random <laughs> when these giant primalist dragon, like proto dragons, fly in and just like, they're like, we're here. Yeah. Now. A, There's like a lightning a one thunder, and a fire one, I a think. A thunder dragon comes out, comes up out of nowhere and he clonks you in the back of the head and was like, now you're fighting me. And it's like, what? And I don't believe that you can trigger it. I think it's just random. Yeah, he pats around the circle. I think he flies. So that's funny because you're naming all the bosses in this dungeon, and I only name one, and it's Thunderhead. That's his name. It's Thunderhead. And he has 219k health or something, and he has the most amazing scales for me whenever I skin him every single time. So I love fighting Thunderhead. I want two Thunderheads at once. 
And you said boss. He's not actually a boss. Well, he, I mean, he kills us about the same time as a regular boss, so I don't, maybe he is a boss. It's boss time. Busto. With Thunderhead. The other one has a name, but I haven't committed the fire. The, the fire one feels a lot weaker than, the, than Thunderhead, I feel like. And Thunderhead has this, like, giant-ass frontal, too, and most of the time we don't even realize that he's, like, we, most of the time, if you're, like, he comes from behind, so normally, like, Aaron and I are the first ones that'd be like, oh, fuck, Thunderhead's here, and the only reason we know is because, like, he's, he, like, came up from behind us and is starting <laughs> to frontal both of us. Full frontal Thunderhead, my favorite kind of activities. Oh, it's kind of hot, honestly. He has a crazy pushback. Because he, yeah, he can knock you off the map. He knocked, he knocked our tank off the map. He shot him off, like, completely. It's just a wacky, crazy time. So, what were the other ones that are, that will be moving on to, the ones that count? Well, we already talked a little bit about um, Algothir Academy. That is the one that um, you're thinking about aside with the tree boss that everyone was worried yes, about. Yes. There's this tree boss that, like, apparently has been fucking over a lot of our guild. Because there's this part where... There are these little mini ads that sprout up. Um, it kind of reminds me of the last boss um, we, of the Everbloom, yeah, with Yalnu that we named former sexiest NPC of the week, um, where you need to step on all the little flowers. But here, like, they all just spawn as ads. We are lost. I think about that voice line far too often. Wait, Aaron, so have you had a bad experience with Tree Boss? Because I have no, only I've ever one-shot Tree Boss. Yeah, okay, I've only yeah. ever had good experiences. So when Ahoy was like, okay, everyone, I know you've probably shit your pants looking at this guy. And I'm like, what do you mean? We had like a 15-minute thing. And then we fought him, and it was difficult. And I was like, what are you guys doing incorrectly? <laughs> like, okay, I, yeah, this has so only I ever was... been easy. I was trying to figure that out, too, because um, I think Vegemite, our tank, he was, like, over-explaining it. And I was like, what's going on? I'm like, is every fight going to be like this? But then I, I remembered last week when I ran that dungeon for the first time, uh, one of our healers, Cadman, whispered me and was like, are, are you about to fight the tree boss? And he wasn't even in the dungeon with us. And I'm like, yeah, I think so. And he was like, warning it hurts you have to do he was and then he started to explain to me the fight and i'm like what the hell is going on and we we one shot it because so i'm on an evoker and evoker's aoe is absolutely disgusting it, it's gross on tree boss on the ads i'm pulling like 119 125k just spitting pyres just just constantly doing aoe so like that flowers died immediately so I assume that all the groups that were having a hard time were having were just having bad AOE times or non-AOE classes or just weren't using AOE buttons. <laughs> Maybe. Who's to say? Also could be talent problems because as we know now um, in Dragonflight, there can be a million different builds and I won't say any names, but like. Uh, I, I was in a call with some guildies the other day, and some of them were talking about how they just straight up did not choose. They're just like, oh, no, I don't choose any additional interrupts. Like, like they were playing, I think, a, a druid or something that had an ability to, like, spec into additional interrupts. And then I was just like, why would you not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, this new talent system is going to bring a lot of, like, ideas to the table. We're like, I should only have DPS talent, so I can only do damage. 
And it's like, well, wait, like, there's a reason that doesn't really work, but I guess you won't find that out until you get in there. And luckily, we can change talents on the fly, so hopefully they can just leave them in the plus dungeon and change them outside. Because you can't hey, do it inside, hey, we fuck assume, you. right? I've got Fire King's blessing again. <laughs> I specifically made sure to pilot myself over there to get it again. So you know, you boy, never lost a step from the end of Shadowlands. Oh, Aaron, that reminds me. So... I noticed the other day, I saw you cast a spell that I have not seen cast in many a year, probably since, like, Legion times. Is Meteor, like, meta now? Meteor is base kit. That's not even something you necessarily need to, like, spec in. It is halfway through the normal mage tree. Yeah, Hell it's yeah. back. So and it. I was like, yeah, and I was just like, that's neat. Meteor, I I love the visuals of Meteor Ball, the good old meatball falling from the sky. I, I just I just have to say, while I'm thinking of baseline skills, I'm fucking mad at Blizzard for doing what they did to Mirror Images. Mirror Images now exist as real people, and they have a health of like one. So it used to be you summon Mirror Images, and it's like me and my girls are gonna help me fight. Ha ha ha! Fuck you! Now you summon them, and the guy goes, "Oh, womp, womp, womp." Okay, they're gone. See you in a minute and 30. It's like, oh, okay. It's also really funny because, like, you, you basically alluded to this in one of our dungeons. You're like, yeah, now my girls just die in one shot. And Vegemite was, like, confused. <laughs> uh, Vegemite's like, are your daughters playing for you? <laughs> and then once you explained it, everyone was like, oh, my God. I thought you, you thought your kids were dying. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. And then Slide was like, oh, I thought you were talking about your tits. <laughs> I mean, same. They're getting they're getting slapped because it takes all of like four seconds to clear out all three mirror images. So they're useful, like when I'm DPS in like a raid or something. But when I'm alone, my girls can't do anything anymore, and that makes me mad. Is it still a thing where like when you activate it, you just take reduced damage though? Yes, twenty percent. Oh, well, that's, I that's nice. I take twenty percent reduced damage, but the thing is, they pull aggro, so. I don't know if that continues once they're gone and they get killed very quickly if someone's actively looking at me. Okay, well, what I did in WoW was playing Evoker in these dungeons. Hey, what did you guys think of Evokers in dungeons? Aren't they great? Aren't they so useful like in, in everything they do? You know, isn't it fantastic? I like playing with Slide's Evoker so that he could move me and put me back. And then flip flap away, but then I would just shimmer forward. So I was like, "You've wasted both of our times here." I feel like Blizzard has failed all of us by creating a new hero class that can effectively hold like priest life grip people into bad positions. Because if we know anything, Slide Whistle will play the current hero class, and if we know anything, Slide Whistle will use an ability like that for goofs and gaffs. What's interesting though is that apparently. When I use it, it doesn't cancel your casting. So, Aaron, you could theoretically cast Pyroblast. I could pick you up and move you, like, closer, and you could still be winding up Pyroblast during that time. Like a fast boss special, basically. Mm. <laughs> a very slow ball special. <laughs> is, is it like the Symmetra te uh, Arisa teleport strat, then? <laughs> it's the same thing, I feel like. But yeah, um, so I've also, I mean... Same as immune. I've got two characters doing the M0 rounds, my Feral and my Evoker. Evoker feels really good in AoE. Single target, I don't really... I haven't done a single target build yet, because why would I make a single target build 
You know what I mean? Like, there's no reason to do it for dungeons, so I haven't messed around single target, but I, it's been fun. I feel like it's kind of ridiculously OP in Mythic Plus, but I feel like that's kind of always the new class, you know? I just mechanically don't see them doing a bunch, but I'm sure if I looked at the numbers, they'd be pulling like a million zillion. Yeah. Like, it's weird to not have like, like Demon Hunters, you see them flip and turn into a monster and shoot laser beams, and it's like, okay, th- these guys are topping the charts, and I get it. Evoker is topping the charts, and in the last 30 seconds, he did maybe six spells. Well, the problem is, I'm assuming the problem is you probably think your fire is my fire, and I think my fire is your fire, because we both use fire spells. Uh, my, my main ability is Pyre, which looks just like your uh, flame patch, uh, mm. or like when your fire spreads <laughs> from one to another. And my, my Pyre is uncapped AoE. Not only is it uncapped AoE, when I spit, when I lob a nasty magma cum ball from my mouth and it hits something, it has a percentage chance to then split off and shoot more off of that. So if I am using that on a huge group, each person has a chance of spreading an additional fireball from them to another person and so on and so forth. So you're telling me that the magma cum balls from your mouth are spreading? Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. It's been fun. But you know, okay, but what I I landed in Veldraken and I had a good look around this city and I was like, what on earth? do i do next i literally i had choice paralysis i think smart called it in our discord which you can join it at do not relent.com oh, that is that one okay well the thing is i got an email about uh our that website being renewed so it confused me and in four days by the way it'd be renewed oh boy time to pony up the 18 dollars to keep it going for a whole <laughs> yeah. nother year but yes veldraken i want to talk about it i guess just pre- to preface this conversation I, besides the fact that it's laggy as all fuck, which we can also talk about why, Blizzard posted an article about, like, why things are not acting as they intended. But before we get to that, I just want to say, Veldraken, guys, I think it might be in contention for my favorite city in World of Warcraft. I, I don't like it. That shit's real fucking small. Even to the point that I was like, okay, time to get to Veldraken. And I pulled up my map and I saw that it had, like, zoomed in. I was like, oh, this is the city? It feels like one big tower and then a bunch of little tents. I was like, this is well, not much. No, see now, see now, that's exactly now. I think this is I think this is a problem with the map, not with the city. There is so much more to Veldraken than like what the map shows you. There's areas of the map where it looks like nothing is there, and there's like a billion things there. Some quests do not show up until you are like standing on top of them. So you have to get real close to the thing, and it's it's just a dense vertical city. Every dun- every almost every city in this game in this expansion, I feel like, is built like high mountain, super 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 tall, um, and lots of things like in the middle. But because dragon flying, you know, you can get everywhere. I was picking up quests that I did not even know existed last week <laughs> because it's so fucking like sprawling, basically. And basically, what I want to say about like why I like it is. I feel like there are some cities or, like, main hubs that we've had where I'm like, this does not even feel like a city. Our main hub last expansion was Oribos, and I'm like, there's not even a single building here. It's just one open place, and I didn't really like that about a main hub. It's literally like, Oribos is built like a flea market, if you think about it. (laughs) It's built like a flea market. (laughs) 
I Legitimately, mean, I mean, a little less crowded than a flea market, <laughs> so there's a giant open space in the middle, and you know that wouldn't be there in a flea market. But yeah, uh, Veldrakin, I, okay, so yes, it feels lived in, there are buildings, there are houses, but like, the, okay, so my, my, my main contention here is that is my top two cities right now are Veldrakin and Boralus. Boralus is more so a traditional city. It literally is a harbor city that you might see in the real world, um... And that is so cool, and it feels expansive and huge, which, love it. Veldraken feels like a Lord of the Rings elf city to me. And it, I, I, I agree with you 100%. I think Veldraken is a fantastic city. Um, I think the lag has now stopped. I think they have fixed the problem. So now I can live in there and be okay. But the, it, everything just feels so well done. And, like, there's so much little bits of dialogue on NPCs spread out throughout the city that just, like, give you, like, lore information about the city. Like, it just, it feels like I will never be able to explore every inch of the city, despite the fact that I have infinite time to do so. It's so dense, I think, is the word I'm looking for. And I know we've already talked about this, like, I believe in our Discord and on Guild and with some other people. I feel like it's making the rounds of everyone finding out about this, but um, you guys know about the Secret Inn, right? I only know based on the context of you guys being like, I was at the Secret Inn and someone was fist fighting a piece of salami. And I was just like, I have not seen this thing. I'm sure I will eventually. But for now, I am a child being told stories. Honestly, I don't know if you would, though. So, like, to be able to see that, you would have to already been exploring. Um, and it's, it's in the very back of the inn. Of the main inn in Veldraken, the Roasted Ram, I think it's called. In the back is a statue, and if you, it would be like, like you have to get super close to it. I was telling Moon, go to the statue, and he went by the statue, and the statue didn't activate. And I was like, well, do I say get closer? That's weird, you know. Like it's you have to be real close. Yeah. So the thing is, like, if you're like medium close to it, you can kind of tell that something's off about the statue because I think it like glows or it looks like you can interact with it so then if you get like super close to it it has some kind of text to it where it's like it's it says something about like the this statue requires your respect or something like that so then i was like hmm what does that mean so then i bow like slash bowed before it i believe and then when you do that then the statue teleports you to a secret back room of the inn which is a whole nother secret inn yeah, there's like an innkeeper back there, and I guess there's like, I don't know if it's hourly, or there's timed events that just occur there that you can just see. It's kind of like a, a Brawler's Guild, and I, I'm really, really, really hoping, really hoping that they decide to make that the Brawler's Guild. I think it's too small to do that for the new expansion, but maybe, like, I when I walked in there, Reno Jackson was fist fighting a Murloc, and there was a, like a commentator commentating commentating like it was a boxing match oh and reno throws a right and he throws a left and then like i think the murloc beat him and he goes the murloc is the winner and like people like cheered Ooh, confetti no. was sprayed up reno jackson got send over there dude he got fucked in that fight <laughs> the judges couldn't give it to him listen he's over enough with the crowd he, like sometimes you just gotta do the, do the job you know but like and then when i was in there um it was not that it was a rave dance party with like a, they had a giant dance floor in the middle instead of like assume well, you had a boxing ring and and the the dancers look like medivh's party girls from uh Karazan, is what they look like i'm like are those medivh's party girls in there <laughs> what are they doing in here uh you know they know where a good party is i was about to say they've come to party medivh is being a loser now and also is a ghost 
So they're like, we got to move on. We got to bring the party somewhere else. I guess while we're talking about the inn, did you guys see that there was also a quest that was like a, a, a sneaky note on the um, counter of the inn? No! Yes. No, you're spoiling things! Ah! No, I did not see that. But well, do it, tell me about this epic, really, it sounds like not epic quest. I love this. I love this. Okay, so, so Aaron didn't see it. <clears throat> I saw the note and I said... Ooh, that's going to be a fantastic quest thread to come back to when I have more time. And I'm like, I'm, I'm keeping my eye on you, Note. And then he told me what the fucking quest was, and I'm like, are you shitting me? So, like, the thing is, too, I also saw it. I actually even opened it, but I didn't accept it because, like, it seemed like it would be a fun quest because it was like, we need your help, champion. And then it was like, oh, okay, this is a, a note that, like, they want an adventurer's help with, um... But then we got pulled into a, a group where we were doing dungeons, and I was like, I'll come back to this later. So then I came back to it later, I accepted it, and then it had you go to the Azure Archives, which there is a library in Veldraken. Um, I think it's like up in the northwest of Mel- Meldra- uh, Veldraken. And so I get there, I turn it in, and then she's like, oh, thanks for arriving, we have, so- we have some-, some tasks here for you. And this is just where they give you your weekly quests for the week. So like... This week it was two quests that were like, do this dungeon, and then we give you like a bunch of rep and some oh, rewards. Oh, interesting. I've been to the library, and they just gave it to me. So I guess I just I didn't do the lead-in. Yeah, I think the note in the inn was just like to be in a prominent place, so that I was like, go to this place, so that you know that this is the place to go to get your weekly quests. <laughs> so during during dungeons, everybody is sharing quests with me, and I'm like, where the fuck are you guys getting these quests from? And they're like, oh, you didn't do the quest with a note? And I'm like, no, I was saving it for later. <laughs> I thought it'd be a cool quest. It did. It, well, I was a little disappointed, because like, secret note in the inn, I'm like, oh, we're gonna have like a murder mystery type thing or something. <laughs> Which, I mean, like, I really, this, honestly, I'm kind of shocked Colin right now. I know at the beginning of every expansion, everyone's really excited. This really does feel like a third era of World of Warcraft. Just something about it feels different. The professions are getting, like, a big, big effect on them. Um, The story, the quests and the story just feel so much more human and fleshed out and... Like, characters that I had quests with, like, a random side quest, come back later into the story. Like, I'm I'm doing a lot of Azure Span quests, and I'm working with uh, this Tuscar. And he has, like, uh, almost, like, an A-team force of people. Where it's, like, a Tuscar, a... What are the people that are bears called? The, the, bear, the, the bear folk? Uh, Furbogs? Furbogs, yep. There's a Tuscar, a Furbog... Um, and just, like, three other different, like, characters, people, and they're just like, yeah, we love each other, and we're a team. And I was doing a random side quest, and then they came in and were like, your tribe was dead, uh, we will take you into our tribe, and we're gonna find you a new place. And they're gonna move them into Valdraken. And I'm like, well, this is, like, th- there's never been such consistency and, like, carry-through that I- I've noticed in this story before. I'm glad we're talking about side quests, because, like, that has been one of my main things that I've been doing. Mainly because my quest log on my priest got full. I'm like, okay, Blizzard, why is this still a thing? Petition to just remove the quest log cap, please. Like, it's obviously not big enough. I went into this expansion with zero quests. I just casually tried to pick up some as I was going. You know, the main campaign took me out of the different zones. 
And then, like, when I got into the last zone, I had to, like, abandon some of my early zone side quests. I'm like, I don't want to have to abandon them. That feels bad. Like, you should, they, they should definitely fix that. Anyways. Have you guys been fucking around with the Obsidian Sanctum? Once. It's, there's, like, there's, like, 28 quests in there in, like, the, the little area. And I'm just like, this is too much. And I guess some of them are week weekly quests. But I'm just like, oh, I'm, I'm feeling congested. Yeah, okay, so, okay, let me help you out. The, the weekly quest with that area is collect 30, some, kill a bunch of mobs, join a group, kill all the mobs outside the area, loot them. You make, I think, 30 keys to turn into Rathion. Now, I say Rathion, but you have an option. Are you guys aware that people are actually getting behind Sabellian? There's apparently a heated debate on the internet over who should have it. Who should be the leader of the Dragonflight? And I'm like, why is this even a debate? It's Rathion. And then I realized the Horde are pissed because they hate Rathion. Because Rathion has only worked to use them against us to kill them. <laughs> so they, so they're, the, all the Horde are backing Sabellian in this. That's actually kind of funny because like so Rathian has has he just been more prominent to us because he's like be effectively besties with the King of Stormwind. Yes, I believe we've seen him in more cutscenes. I do not believe the Horde got the infamous Anduin punches Rathian scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, they they didn't. And then like on Reddit, um, so there was a thread: Sabellian or Rathian? Who do you pick? And like this, the third or second comment was like. Why do people actually want Rathion to be the ruler of the Black Dragonflight? Sabellian is A, more experienced, and B, he knows what he's doing. And the response was, Rathion is a fucking rat, but he's our fucking rat. And I'm like, let's go, baby! The rats don't run the city, we do. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm so sorry, Immune. I... I had to shout about the subquests at Obsidian Sanctum, but you were talking about the fact that they're they're just giving us so many side quests, too many. Yes. Oh, anyways, but I I also I, let, let's just lean into this side tangent about the Obsidian Sanctum. I I've done it once. I missed it the first week because I was overwhelmed with everything. There's just so much to do. Is is the, that whole area there? The Waking Shores like air quotes weekly thing, or does I the Dragon think... Expedition over there also have a weekly thing? I don't. I think they do too. I think there's just a lot of stuff. I'm really just, I'm wobbling around on training wheels still when it comes to, like, weekly quests. But I think they also have a gauntlet you need to run in order to get, like, you need to take pictures and do rock climbing and look at plants. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure that they have something. But, again, I also don't know because I, if there's one person I'm ignoring, it's the group that just wants to adventure and rock climb. I'll get to you guys later. Nothing is dire with you guys. Whatever. <laughs> but you prioritize the Tuscar who are like, if we die, we die. We don't go um, on adventures the, uh, and we make soup. Brackenhide Hollow is interfering directly in the Tuscar affairs, killing mothers and separating families. I had yeah, and, and, and their solution, <laughs> their solution is to be like, Namaste. It's all good. That's what you think. The A-team is going to save the day. I'm telling you. Also, while we're talking about Rowie, like, is he the one that had that side quest where, like, he tries to, like, kill a fucking Yeti? Yeah, and that's the yeah. nicest Yeti ever. Okay, also, 
is Rowie the little baby Tuscar going to be a baddie later? Or is he going to be like a... Okay, so he was like, thanks for teaching me how to be strong. One day, I'm going to be as strong as you. I'll show you. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> Can you imagine if, if, he, if in like 10.3 he gets <laughs> primalist corrupted? I'm strong! You know, he did He did say, like, at the end, he's like, someday I'll be big enough and strong enough to defeat you, adventurer. And, like, yeah, you said, like, is he going to be a baddie? And, like, you know what? Like, Jade Cardell, she has been cycling out some of her baddies. So maybe in a, maybe in a little bit, like, he'll show up there. He's going to join the baddie squad. Bad, no, sorry, the baddies is the name, right? I don't really fucking know. I'm just trying here. The baddies. Um, but the, like, that quest is awesome, and then I, I'm like, when am I gonna see this little fucker next? Because like, so I have been prioritizing all of my things on the Tuscar, and I'm only like renown ten, renown nine. Like I'm like, this bar moves so slow. People were like, remove the rep grind, motherfuckers. They got you guys. They didn't remove anything because you need twenty five hundred rep points to get one renown it's so steep like you can farm it once you hit level 10 but good fucking luck getting there with the iskar the iskara the iskara tuscara <laughs> but slide said this earlier and i now i can't unhear it he said to me the baby tuscar or the young tuscar they sound like Jimmy fucking Neutron. I do, I do believe Debbie Derryberry is one of the voice actors in World of Warcraft. I let me pull up my my handy dandy notebook here and check. It has to be. I would 100 percent without a shadow of a doubt know that's her. Because I'm like, she is just doing a Jimmy Neutron voice. And I'm like, I that's Jimmy! Like literally I clicked on one one time and then it went woohoo! And I'm like, you literally just need to add a brain blast after that. Nope, shut the fuck up. Literally the first thing when I went to her IMDB, World of Warcraft Dragonflight. That is actually <laughs> J- James Isaac Neutron. She's in there, baby. I'm going to fuck Cindy. Why did <laughs> oh, Rowie say I'm that? I'm going to get my first pube. <laughs> and then I'm going to really give it to Libby, too. That, that's that's an in-game quote, folks. We that was, that, that's not us. <laughs> that's Rowie. That's how you, you teach him to kill a man, and then he's going to talk about getting his first pube and really giving it to Miss Fowl. But in this world, she's an Arakoa. I mean, I'm pretty sure in that world she also was an Arakoa. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of birds, I like a particular bird and someone that he knows. Raphia? Yep, no, this is this week's kind of early sexiest NPC of the week. Mm, And I am too starstruck by these two beauties, so I'm going to say immunization. What are my lover's names? Well... We have a t- uh, um, uh, uh, we have a double feature this week, boys. Ooh, Who could have planned this? Who? Us. Us in the in the, in the pre-production meeting. But this week's sexiest NPCs are Numer Normie. You know the bronze <laughs> dragon that it holds all of our goods in the city of Veldraken Bang. Ooh, he holds my goods anywhere we go. And then his, uh, oh, I'm sorry, 
her, Numer Normie, is a lady dragon. Okay. Okay, that makes it even better because I knew that. Because now it's not gay anymore; it's it's straight, just like Jesus intended. The love between a man and a giant lady lizard. But she is also accompanied by her assistant that we're also naming sexiest NPC, co-sexiest NPC of the week. Sexiest NPC of the week. It's, it's sort of like when we did the Zareth Mortis robots; they get to share the plaque. There we go. Anyways. The other sexiest NPC of this week is none other than Humduck Livingsworth the Third. <laughs> Hold on my coin and call me Sally. I'm banking with you for life, baby. <clears throat> I love a waterfowl who's come from old money. And a big lizard that holds it. But yes, Humduck in particular is sexy. Because like, have you seen how this duck has a really official hat? Oh, I love... Honestly, also, the duck battle is so high-res. It, like, it's such a good-looking duck for World of Warcraft. Is this the best-looking beast model? Beast is using quotes. In this game right now? There's a lot of good ones, honestly. As a hunter, I've been noticing. But have you guys noticed that, like, sometimes just when you're doing banking with Numeromi, Numeromi, just... I don't know if it has to do with, like, when you deposit something or if it's just sporadically. Oh. Oh, when, you just, when you just start to deposit your goods inside of the bank... Um, Humduck goes wah, 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 per thing that you deposit. Listen, I'm I'm not saying it's true, but I heard if you deposit enough money, you're gonna get a Humduck dinger in the bathroom <laughs> from the break. <laughs> I heard that if you deposit a little bit more, you don't even have to go to the back bathroom. You just go behind the desk. You, Numenormi, Humduck, just hop into a pile of gold back there and just go at it. They, they call it the Screw McDuck. <laughs> <laughs> he just gives you a honker right there behind <laughs> the thing. And everyone's like, hey, are you getting your rain materials? You're like, get out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Hey, why aren't my rain is depositing? We're busy. <laughs> We're busy. Because <laughs> shifting under a pile of coins. <laughs> just sweaty and naked. Get the fuck out of here. out of the fucking coins. They just put up, like, one of those, like, be back in, like, 15 minutes sign, and then, like, anybody who comes up to try the positive things obviously sees us fucking in, like, the pile of gold directly behind the desk. Numeronomi comes back, glasses askew, has to fix them. Oh, <clears throat> sorry, what was that? <laughs> but there we go. I will deposit the sexiest NPC award to the two of you guys later tonight. Put it in the cash register sound there. Sure can. Okay, but okay, so so Blizzard posted an engineering update on why the servers were fucked up. And this was actually more interesting than I thought it was going to be. It sounded kind of lame and nerdy at first. <laughs> well, it is a little nerdy. But literally, it sounded like the reasons were, they were like, okay, so they have a new rollback system. That part, who cares? Blah, 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 blah. The second part is, they have started to work on a tougher encryption for their data. So that way, Wowhead, MMO Champ, and whatever has else are out there can't data mine cinematics, uh, quest text, dialogue through voices as easy. And I think it's working because it ended up making the game crash <laughs> when it launched, apparently. The, the code was so complicated and hidden... That they couldn't get it to work. Which makes me think, is 
there's so much lag in Veldraken because there are future encrypted like cutscenes and things in that area from when we progress through the main storyline. So, th- so this was actually a super long for like like whenever a WoW post stuff. I feel like when they explain it, it's pretty short and pretty brief. This was super detailed. Um, and they said basically what happened was it was an interaction with the first system that I skipped over because it's long technical and with the encryption and that the encryption was basically forcing the game to do like hundreds of thousands of like checks on each account, whoever was logged on. And those checks were like just eating up their own CPU. So like it, it basically created a whole problem with the encryption because it was too encrypted. But I'm I'm just sitting here like what the fuck like what don't we know because this is fantastic when 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 Shadowlands launched we pretty much knew like everything up until the next patch you know this one I feel like we there's a lot that we do not know oh also alternatively like in addition to my theory that I just said this could be like encrypted things that have to do with the raid as well exactly so like maybe like. Maybe the prime list will will be good people. Like maybe you know, what I mean? like there's a lot that could happen. Like we don't know how the story's gonna go. Maybe the Titans are evil. Who fucking knows? No one knows anything right now. Which is why keep a close eye on Wildhead articles. I feel like they're about to be a lot shittier than usual because they can't data mine everything to the death. <laughs> they're already pretty shitty most of the time. With their, I feel like they're like excessively clickbaity most of the time. Yeah, they love clickbaiting. Oh, also, there's going to be new... They're adding new Dragonflight Twitch drops, by the way. I did see that, yes. Starting today from this recording, if you watch two hours, you can get a big goat horse. Yeah, I was going to say, like, it doesn't you fly. can honestly skip... Just skip this. Like, you, you do no, not care. No, Well, the only reason is, A, it's two hours, you know I'll be streaming this weekend. Catch me if you want your goat horse. B, it's one more towards getting like the otter or whatever you need. I'll do it. It's not that also, big of a time sink. This thing can fly, actually. I'm pretty sure that, it the, can? that the it's it's called the Swift Wind Steed. You don't mm. think that that thing can fly? Hey, that thing can fly. Uh, also, this is an old mount. I'm pretty sure this is like a shot mount, right? I honestly don't know. I uh, this is my first time. I I swear I've never seen this mount in my life. I uh, it the, seems so mountainous. It seems so Onaran Plinian. Well, I I think it came out like in 2016, 2014 because the Cenarian Hashling is for sure a shop pet because I've seen it lots of times. So uh, yep, uh, the Swift Wind Seed is one of Pandaria's rarest and most majestic beasts. You know what? Beasts. That makes sense. That's another place that's got big old mountains and shit. Unlike the mounts from World of Warcraft trading card game, this mount was directly purchasable from... Is this the first buyable mount in the game? Oh, it was the fourth mount to be offered in this way, but was retired from the shop when they were like, we're retiring the mount things in 2019. So I do indeed own this mount, I believe. So who fucking cares? I do, because I want to get close to not the otter, but the thing before. Some kind of bird. Yup, okay, so it was a part of the the See You Later bundle on December 20th, 2018. 
and then it said the amount was available at a discount on price. The amount is no longer available for purchase as it entered hibernation in the Blizzard archive so they could give it away as a Twitch flop. Wow. Breaking news. We have a Brackenhide hollow nerf just oh, in time for shit. it not to be in the rotation. What, uh, what the part? Fear. And, and I mean, okay, I was going to say, and maybe I'm a huge Breckenheit apologist because I do love myself some Knowles. I was like, what's been difficult for people but the fears? The fe- hideous cackle is horrendous. My, my problem with hideous cackle is the Knowles that cast it are the same exact size as the other 85 Knowles around them. So, like, yes, can you see a cast bar? Sure. Good luck fucking clicking on it in time or tabbing to it. Hideous Cackle has been nerfed from 7 seconds to 4 seconds. I wish it was 3, but I'll take 4, baby. So that's the fear. Also, the cast time of them went from 2.5 seconds to 3.5 seconds, so you have longer to interrupt it as well. Thank God. Thank God. That was it. That, that, that was posted 10 minutes ago. We are on the cutting edge, baby. I just like that every boss in it has a very stupid name, especially the one that's three of them all at once. Like, it's like, it's me, Hack Stink. It's me, Fart Gut. And it's me, Smelly Breath. And I'm like, ha ha ha. And then I just feels like you go back to Tuscara Iskara and they're like, we're being oppressed by the gnolls. And I was like, you mean by Fart Shoe? <laughs> Your fart civilization. Shoe. Your civilization's being held hostage by Fart Chew. Also, I want to say, now that I've actually gone into the dungeons and seen Tree Mouth, I completely stand by this nomination of uh, uh, Tree Mouth as a sexiest NPC. Very attractive. That's a man with smooth bark and a big head <laughs> that I can fill with Goobert. So, to round us off before the end of the episode here, I realized that we did. We talked about a lot of the storyline last week, but we did not talk about the. What is the zone called? Theldrassus? Yes. Theldrathath. The vast majority of it is taken up by Valdraken, the big city. But the part there it isn't is the Bronze Dragonflight Shrine. Yeah, and the whole quest that you go with through Nosedormu and Chromie and a few other recruits. Um, what is the Torin's name again? I forget. Like, it's there's like a Torin dragon. Antitinitis or something, because they call him Dante. Oh, yeah. Adantinormus or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something Dante. like that. I, I don't do dragon names. His name is Dante when he's a man. Gotcha. Same, though. Yeah, so basically, you quest with them and... Effectively, Chromie, and um, there is some. Why am I blinking on what they're called? The the bad bronze dragons. There is a member of the Infinite Dragonflight Eternatus, and they are our gang is imprisoning her. Apparently, that seemed like not to be like it seemed like a man, but seemed a very masculine voice. But apparently, it was a lady, and they were imprisoning her and being like. She cannot be let loose to do the infinite dragon plan. Yeah, and basically the storyline leads to, like, Chromie and Eternus, like, fighting and, like, tumbling through timelines and different alternate, like, alternate timelines. And we have to chase through them to try to stabilize them during their fight. And 
we briefly talked about this, I believe, a long time ago on the podcast when it was like even more so spoiler worthy about how some of the zones um, that we have to go through. Um, I believe the first one is just like if the primalists won. Yes, it's kind just, of whatever. It's just the Dragon Isles uh, in turmoil. Which like it, that, that that one was whatever, but like the next one after that was Asmerloth, which is like if Asroth evolved and Murlocs were the primary race instead of like anything else. Yeah, we so we, we had we had like... my man Varialock and we had Thralmgurgle, <laughs> and they could vaguely do like the lines in Murgle Murgle. Like it was like Fergal the Allergans. Which I just think is so cool because like you're fighting like basically at ICC, right? Yes, and, and you and you like, are fighting Death Girmel. and then the reward for it, um, which is kind of triggering to me. I don't know if it was for you guys as well because like at this point, like um, of my questing on both my characters, this is the first area where like some of the rewards that I started getting were replacing some of my like n-tier shadowlands gear like this area is where like it started to first happen so i got like a really strong neck piece and i'm like oh this is the one that's going to replace my legendary on my priest and then it was a heart of <laughs> mergleloth <laughs> and it was just like a heart of azeroth back from the was that bfa yeah yeah yeah, I was. Yeah, I was same, same icon even. I was a little sad because everyone was talking about how fucking funny it was that the heart of Margoloth was the thing they had. It's like it's like we never left. But I had done some mythics before doing this, so I had a better necklace anyway. So I was like, oh, it stinks that I got this real funny throwback, and then everyone's like, uh, uh, raising their eyebrows, and I just vendored it. I also love that they they uh, put like every Hearthstone Murloc at this fight. You got old Merc Eye showed up to the fight. Literally every other card that I can't remember. Because <laughs> there was like, I was like, I was like, what is this guy? I Googled it. Hearthstone reference. God dang it. I don't Famous Murloc. Murloc Jouster. He was my favorite before I gave up Hearthstone in 2015. But yes, and then after that, because each time you, you rescue, which I must say, I do love, you roll up on the scene and Eternatus and Chromie in their big dragon forms are spinning they're doing little figure eights in the air and they're kicking their feeties and it's like please bring us back home so you do this three times and then the third time the final time you go way 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 back in time to when in nihilotha when the primals not is the primals attacked them to like create order on the planet yeah so like black empire days right yes and all of the old gods are around. And by that, I mean vague voice lines from previous expansions. It took me a while to figure out. I was like, oh, they're all different. I'm like, oh, because when I heard Cthune, I was like, oh, that's the one recorded in 2002. You will die. die. Oh, your friends will die. And I'm like, that's, you just sound like a creepy old pervert. Like, hello? Your, your friends, friends will, will betray you. you. You will betray your friends. And I was like, oh, I... that's Cthulhu. So I was like, okay, so the rest. The, hearing Yasharaj's, like, Garrosh Pandaria voice was interesting. Because that's somebody who, like, 
we don't hear a lot of. Obviously, we didn't play Pandaria. Pandaria. Yeah, I mean, and, and also Darlings. he he never existed. He was he was squished and flicked at the beginning of time. So no one has heard him. Well, talk. that's the, well. His heart his heart was what made his, Garrosh his heart bad. talk. So he when he talked, yeah, he talked to Garrosh in Pandaria, mm. like as like a you will bow to my control. This is a crazy. He's like a crazy guy. I'm crazy. My my one complaint about the zone though is I believe I mean I guess. Our listeners will have to confirm this, I guess, but like, I and also the fact that I feel like the three of us are probably the only people that never took off our Eye of Nazoth. I was kind of hoping, I mean, like, basically, we are the delusional Eye of Nazoth club. We are eternally waiting for some kind of reference or special thing to be given up to us for never taking these eyes off. And this is the perfect time. And we didn't get anything, did we? Nothing no, happened. no, because it was because I it's technically a dragon flight zone, despite it being Nyalotha. So it did not give me my headband again. It knows when we're we- it knows we're wearing it, though. The game knows we're wearing it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we stabilize them. And then I guess basically Eternus and Chromie are tired of being lost in time. And they make at some point when they're like kicking their little feeties and spinning in the air, they made an agreement to stop fighting. We free them. And then we return to the proper timeline. And then fucking Nose Dormu is like, <laughs> I'm just going to free Eternus and let Eternus go. And then she like flies off. And I'm like, I, I like was so angry at this. I'm like, what the fuck? I was more wilding out that it was like, you helped my friend Chromie. And for that, I thank you. And Eternus is like, mm, whatever. And then Nora's Domu, same breath, is like, if I see you again, I'll fucking kill you. I'll snap your back like you're the Batman. And I was like, whoa, Nora's Domu. <laughs> we're, ha- we're all having fun here. Nora's Domu sealed his fate that day, much like Varian Rin sealed his fate when he let the Horde go at the end of Mop. Varian Rin mm. should have cut down every single fucking member of the Horde for being a part of an evil cabal of... of of a faction and Norse Dormu is like, Oh yes, you're saying that you want to make me evil. You can go and I'll kill you next time. Girl, next time you're going to be the one corrupted. You fucked up Norse Dormu. Especially because right after this, we got a cutscene where Chromie's like, Norse Dormu, something is bothering you. What is it? And then he's staring at this giant, like, sands of time uh hourglass and he's like chromie my time will be up soon and i will be corrupted by the infinite dragonflight and become murazond at that time you know what must be done and then chromie's like i'll i'll think of everything i'll analyze every timeline and we will fix this we will find a way and first off i want to say I'm very, very happy that I feel like, is this the first time that Chromie actually has a cinematic of any kind? Uh, probably, because most no yeah, one's she, anything. She's usually, yeah, she's usually just a little Easter egg character. So I thought that was really cool. I'm really happy for Chromie, and um, I just like the storyline in general. But also, Slide said this. Shouldn't this have been the first thing you task the entire Bronze Dragonflight to do? To search for a moment to stop this? And he was like, oh, Chromie, good luck. It cannot be done. But I'm like, okay, but, like, you just gave up, dude? Like, what the fuck? He's he's always been head-ass. I think he's just like, I'm the ultimate guy. I can see everything. There is nothing outside of my sight. So... 
Chromie being like, but what if there is? He's like, ha ha ha, that's hilarious. I'd never be wrong. Despite the fact he is constantly wrong. So basically, um, I think this this is like basically the last um, story beat that we're presented with in Dragonflight. And it kind of does set up that like, I think Murazan might be a big story piece in the future patches. I don't know if he's going to be the big bad or a bad, or if Chromie is going to find a way to stop this from happening. But, like, either way, I think it's going to be prevalent in the next patches. Sounds like Eternus is going to come back, it's going to be like, hey, this is where they live, because they showed me their house, and I let them go, and then they freed me. And Chromie be like, no, Eternus, why would you do this? We're friends. And it's like, you guys literally can control time and space. You can see this coming a mile away, and you're closing your eyes, and are like, Herschel Walker's gonna win! We can't stop this! What, what, what? <laughs> go, go back in time and kill him! What do you mean? It's too late. Doc- Dr. Mehmet Oz is going to take it. I've seen him. Have you seen the other guy? He looks like Uncle Munster. <laughs> I've I've seen so many timelines and future possibilities that I did not realize that in the present, a runoff could be the answer. Like, I guess I will give them this. I can kind of see it. They can see a tons of possibilities. Norzomu's probably like, no matter what I do, it won't change it. If I kill Eternus, it won't matter. If I kill them or not, it won't matter. I'd rather not kill and have my guilty conscience, blah, 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 blah. Some dragon horse-ass bullshit. (laughs) Some old dragon shit. I mean, still, like, if somebody, if somebody, like, literally came to my face and said, like, ooh, I'm going to turn you into an evil version of yourself to control all of time, I would feel no guilt, guilt killing them, you know? Anyways, um... After that, I believe the the end of the storyline officially is all of the um, oath stones have been rectified, and then we go back up to the Dragon Council, and there's one last thing that needs to needs to be done. I don't even. And the last remember. thing that needs to be done, which like yeah. I like basically like it stops here, but Alexstrasza is like next. The Mother Stone needs to be rectified, That's which is the like Mother Stone. I don't remember this thing. I just remember them being like, "Yo, go talk to Tears Nightlight down there." Basically, Alex Raza said, as the mother of the dragons, or like the leader of the dragon flights, there is a spe- an additional boo, specific. Fucking boo! She would because there wasn't enough drama behind her stone, so she's like, um, there's the super mega rare mommy stone, and everyone's like, Ugh. and then she, yeah, she's like, we got to reactivate taking this little. We have, we have to reactivate the Dami Mami stone next. <laughs> and then, then it just, like, stopped. It was, like, we were trying to prepare to, like, do that one. And that's where I think that <laughs> she, ended. It's like, okay, where's the Mami stone? I'll touch it. And then, like, she realized her people hadn't created it out of paper mache yet. So she's like, oh, it's going to take a sec. Breaking news. And this is actually probably the biggest breaking news. I, I feel like an actual newscaster right now. FTC sues to block Microsoft acquisition of Activision Blizzard. In a three-to-one vote, the Federal Trade Commission has approved a lawsuit intended to block Microsoft's proposed $69 billion acquisition of Activision Blizzard, citing potential harm to consumers due to concerns of exclusivity. With this, the case will now be heard before a federal judge who will hear arguments from both sides before making a final decision to block or allow the merger. This isn't happening, baby. It's over. (laughs) 
Yep, Sony. Sony was very upset that they might get Call of Duty DLC a month later, so they they drummed up this. My question is, like, why was this same heat not brought forth by the FTC when, like, the Ticketmaster Live Nation thing happened? Ugh, Bobby Kotick responded, and it's just a fucking quote of anal diarrhea. Hey, this sounds alarming, but I want to reinforce my confidence that this deal will close. This Because I bought them all off. <laughs> Wow, so keep your eyes peeled, folks. We're the first to bring this news to you because I guarantee you no other podcast will report this by uh, December 9th. <laughs> we'll be the first. <laughs> and now with that, it's time for our top two bottom boot, medium moot. I am immune. We'll start first. Yes, here I am with a top two of the week. Doo-doo. And sorry, I was looking at my phone. <laughs> wow. Are you not interested in my top two, Aaron? You just engage me in my ears. My eyeballs don't have a lot to see other than bouncing waveforms and green circles lighting up. So I was checking out to see what Grant Kirkhope was up to. Answer, not much. Anyways, my top two of the week is in general how much I've been enjoying the side questing. All of them are very engaging and very endearing. Maybe is the word I'm looking for. They basically make all of these characters like I want to care about them. But in particular, one really stuck out to me this week, and it was in the Onaran Plains. I don't know if you guys have done this one, but it's this one where what are the little lion companions called of the centaurs? Uh, Balix or Barix. Yeah, that one. There was one that was like bigger and awkward, and Ooh, like we're we talking quest- about my little soft boy. Yeah, so the whole quest line was basically trying to find his spot, like, where he was going to serve, what he was going to do, because most of them, like, just fight alongside their warriors. Um, So you, like, went through this quest line, and he's like, oh, well, he didn't fit in fighting, because, like, you had to do all the fighting and hunting for him. Um, He didn't fit in even herding, like, their sheep or whatever it was that they herd. You had to do all the work there. And, yeah, so, like hope was lost and then like they i don't know like they kind of soft implied that they were just gonna put him down (laughs) Mm -hmm. because they're a little warrior society and then like as they were like oh we'll have to figure out what to do with them we're probably gonna have to put him down then like one of the villages was attacked by the evil centaur clan i sorry i forgot their name the nakoon maybe yes and so you have to go over to try to help, but it was too late, and, like, the, the Nakun had, like, already, like, destroyed the city, and then um, you have to, like, go in and try to, like, rescue, like, the, the few survivors that were still there, and then, like, you start to go in and realize that, like, it like it's hard for you as the player character to try to, like, lift these logs and free these people who are dying, and then, in, like, his moment of glory, this, li- this like, lion that didn't know his place comes charging in and rescues all of these people. Like, he lifts, like, the heavy logs and carries them to safety. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I, this is this is all foreign concept mm-hmm. to me. But this, is, this sounds beautiful. What the fuck? I'm, I'm staring at you like, what? wait, what are you talking about right now? This is like a soap drama. No, it's super dramatic. And, like, I felt for, like, all of the characters in this. So, basically, he has his redeeming moment where he saves all these people in this like damaged city that was taken over by the Nakoon. And then you go back to the main city and um, one of the people who were rescued, 
her parents were killed and she was like refusing to like talk and like like the leader of like the main city was like we don't know what to do with her she won't talk to us her parents are died she doesn't want to join our clan or whatever she's being like dramatic <laughs> she, is the wrong she, word because obviously a little like moody her... judy just because everyone you know got all burnt up and stabbed so then like the like Balak or Barak or whatever um i feel really bad i should have written down his i believe like, his name, name is, is key high i believe his name is key high and he is a Balak and People can call me out on, but from what I vaguely remember from last week, that is his his nomenclature. Um. So, anyways, you go back to the town, and the the one who was trying to task you with trying to find his profession was like, "I can't believe I've been so closed mindedness. I'm a healer. I can bring him with me, and he can help me rescue people." And then, like at this point, the like the little lion guy goes over to the to the centaur that lost her family, and like nuzzles up against her, and then like she for the first time opens up and starts talking to people because this lion is there to comfort her. And then she like joins the clan and is, is like able to speak again because like this, this lion is able to comfort her. And then like the, the closing of it is like the centaur that you're working with to try to find the placement of this lion is like, wow, I can't believe I was this close minded. Like there's more than what we know. This lion can help rescue people the way I can't. And heal others the way I also cannot. It, I don't know. I just, I honestly, like, it. maybe it's because I was, like, deliriously tired at 4 a.m. after playing all day. But I teared up during the storyline. I was going to say, good. I was going to ask, how many tears? How many tears? It was 4 a.m. and I was very tired. But I, I did shed quite a few tears at the end of the storyline. <laughs> and at the end, at the end, you get a whistle. So you can call him, I believe, for 30 minutes every three hours or something. Technically, it's a raid buff, too, because it provides everyone with one versatility. That's it? <laughs> one. One versatility. And I don't know if you can show up for multiple people in, like, a group, but we all, we need to have Kihai out at least one every raid. But yeah, that, that that's a long top two, but that's my top two. Aaron, what you got? Mine will be a little quicker. Uh, I have a bottom boot this week. Boot. Boot. And that boot is now future, soon to be canceled dungeon halls of infusion. Uh, does not have any way to go forward when you die in it. And it's a very long dungeon. Hey, Blizzard, what's going on with that? You know, I this may be a controversial statement, but when I ki- go and kill a boss, there's no reason for me to go back at all. Like, please make resetting spawn points when you have to die. I don't want to have to run 45 minutes just to get back to the final boss every single time. It's so long. (laughs) And I don't get it, because other dungeons, like like Ruby, (laughs) Magic Ruby Pools, you get a spawn point adjustment after the first boss, and that's all of 17 feet away. Why didn't they do that for Halls of Infusion? Smish, I say. Shaking my head. Smish. Maybe it's something that they'll figure out between now and Season 2 when it's live on Mythic Plus. Well, it will be unlive, right? Because Season 2, that's one of the canceled ones? Oh, no. Like, um, Season 1 is the one that opens up next week. And I don't Uh, think it's one of the four uh, that are included. I see. Well, Rudy Poot. Yeah. Take some time and think about what you've done, Halls. <laughs> you canceled. 
But Slide Whistle, what is your TTBBMM? My TT is honestly fucking <laughs> war mode. Listen to this shit. I So since recording, I have had one problem. Still, still, we are still looking at each other like, hey, if you don't fight me, I don't fight you. I've only generally gotten into fights at world PvP quests that give bloody tokens. Um... Or just, like, around quests that are, like, I know this one's going to be a problem. I know it is, and I'm going to go there anyway and hope it's not. And then I get there, and what? what is it? It's a fucking war. But it's a war that I love so much. I also want to um, bring up that I feel like there is an official counter now in Dragonflight of... Um, Times that Slide Whistle has lost in a duel to a Shadow Priest. And I believe you are now 0-2? I am 0-2. I, again, it's the gear thing where I pick on somebody who I'm like, you have low gear. I hit them. Boom. Their gear spikes. Their, their health spikes to like 4,000. Or wait, 410k? 390k? Around that area? Yes. And I'm like, holy shit. I only have 198k. And then I was like, oh my god, PvP gear is so easy to buy. I went out, I got all of the war mode gear. I have a full six-set war mode quest set, which means that when I'm in the world, all of my PvP gear scales to 410, which was not set on the gear. It says scales in arenas and battlegrounds. It says nothing about war mode. Why the fuck doesn't it say war mode on the tooltip? I don't know. I mean, I guess they... I, honestly, they probably forget that war mode's a thing. They probably do. I just feel like I have had really... Like, I, I'm I'm gaining all the benefits of war mode, I feel like, um, without too much of the hassle. I feel like by this point in Shadowlands, I'm getting jumped 24-7 by huge horde groups. Even in BFA, I'm getting jumped. It's just been very much, I see you, you see me. You know what it is? Because we can tag the same bosses now. We're not fighting over shit as much. Uh, PvP bosses are still uh, personally tagged with Horde and Alliance. But overall, generally, like, mob tags and everything, are st they feel regular. But, like, now I'm thinking, I'm like, wait a minute. Didn't they announce a change that was, like, that wouldn't happen in PvP? So maybe either I've gotten lucky, or maybe I've always beaten the Horde of the Punch, and they've helped me beat it, so that way they can, I can leave and they can do the next one when it respawns. Who's to say, you know? But speaking of people who just kind of help us out so they can move on and do something else, it's our patrons! We're talking about Command Sergeant Major Tizurla, fourth host of the podcast, Your Monkey. Ahoy, Vince, a.k.a. Nathaniel's killed himself to see Sylvanas and she won't even pick up the phone. And Zink slash Drag Race, Azarin, Mitch, who wants the pod to know that the hunters of Unomas are burly boys. Crucifix, Cardike, Saracen Hawk, negative one duck Dorno, because Slide Whistle killed four of them. R.I.P., honestly. Gershom, that 100% Christmas bitch! Hoax, asking Growlina to say, For the Horde. Vanderlyle, generational talent, smurf debased god. Slide Whistle says, Fuck Craig. And Will, aka Tire, Trade Chat's fallen father. 
with that, we're out of here. If you want to join the leagues of nation that support the DN Army, brother, all you have to do is join our Patreon at patreon.com slash do not relent. We are going to record an episode after this that will for surely be a pretty good one. Uh, we just talk about anything. Basically, it's this. Uh, and then it's just nonsense. We're drunker or wilder. <laughs> we will spin the wheel and read a topic that's been submitted to us. We have no control over this wheel as much as people think we do. Because let me tell you, this wheel is chaotic. What about you guys? Where can they find you on the internet? You can find me, Alex or Immunization, on Twitter at New Era Alex. You can find our podcast Instagram account on the gram at Do Not Relent. As aforementioned, you can join our Discord at Do Not Relent.com. You can find me, Aaron the Human, at The Big Cheesy on Twitter.com. Read the show's more active literary musings at Do Not Relent.LiveJournal.com. And come watch me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Aaron DNR. Come get your mop goat. Probably already have it, but I'll still be there. That's the song Goat makes. Why? All right. Well, we'll see you guys next week. <coughs> Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? We can all fucking explode. And remember, another down. Do not relent. Do not relent is a podcast within the 3HNC network, representing U.S. Proudmore's premier podcasts. That was a very good wish.